You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints of God, just about every, well, no, we could say this, everything about the second coming is horrifying and terrifying except for the one who is coming. Because the one who is coming The one who is coming for you to judge the quick and the dead is Jesus. The one, the one who is coming to, to raise up all flesh is the one who was put to death already for all flesh. The one who is coming to judge everyone is the one who was already judged on the cross for you and for your sins. So the one who is coming is Jesus, and this is good news. This is, in fact, why Jesus can say about that great last day that there is nothing for you to be afraid of. Here's how it goes in the Gospel reading. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars on the earth, distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the seas and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. The stars, the world is falling apart. The stars are falling out of the sky. The entire earth and even the powers of the heavens, it says, are being shaken. And people are running every which way, fainting and falling over because they're so afraid, looking to die, asking the mountains to fall on top of them. But not you, says Jesus, because you belong to Him. And you know that all of these things, you know what all of these things mean. You know that He is the one who's drawing near. This, by the way, is what's going on in Psalm 46. This is the great Reformation psalm. Uh, Luther uh, wrote a mighty fortress based on Psalm 46. But perhaps the most uh, famous line in Psalm 46 is this from verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. You guys know that verse. We most often talk about that line in the, in the psalm there as if it's about being quiet in our prayers, about taking time to listen to God. Or even as if it's a verse about doing less things, just having a stiller life. But this totally misses the context of the psalm. Here's some more verses from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth gives way. Though the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and foam. Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. You see, this is... This is last day kind of stuff. This is second coming language. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolation on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob 
is our fortress. Do you see this being still and knowing that the Lord of that the Lord is God is not a matter of sitting on the beach with our feet in the waves thinking about God in some sort of tranquil tranquil moment or something like this. No. It is a picture of the end of the world with the earth collapsing under our feet, with the mountains falling over into the ocean, with, with all of the might and the riches of all of mankind being consumed in the Lord's judging, consuming fire. And there you are in the midst of all of it, still, unmoved, standing. Jesus says it in the gospel like this, straighten up. And raise up your heads because your redemption draws near. Now, this is a strange thing for Jesus to talk when he says our redemption draws near because we already are the redeemed of the Lord. We, we know this. To redeem means to buy something back. So when you run out of cash and you take your watch to the pawn shop, they hold it in hawk for you until you get enough money to go and redeem it and buy it back from the shop. This is what Jesus has done for us. He's redeemed us, lost and condemned creatures, purchased and won us, not with gold or silver, but with His holy precious blood and with His innocent suffering and death. Jesus has, has already paid the price. It happened on the cross. With His blood, He has redeemed you. But Jesus says here in the text that your redemption is drawing near. Now, how can this be? Think of it this way. All the gifts that Jesus has won on the cross for you are already yours. But you have them now by faith. We, we look at our lives and we see sin. But we know that Jesus has already made us holy and perfect. But we have that holiness and that perfection by faith. We look at our lives, we look at our bodies, and we see that we're dying. I mean, for some of us, it's more obvious than it is for others, but we all can see that, right? We're about to die. Our last day is getting close. But we know that Jesus has given us life, but we have that life by faith. We look at our living every day, and it looks to us, it looks to us like the devil is having his way with us. But we know that we belong to Jesus, but we know this by faith. So life and salvation and the forgiveness of sins are all yours now by faith. But on the last day when Jesus comes back, you will have them then by sight. In the resurrection, on the last day, your body and your soul will finally catch up to the freedom and the holiness, the perfection and the salvation that you already have. You see that? And this is what Jesus means when he says straighten up. And lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. That last day will come for you as the last, sorry, as the latest and the greatest gifts that come to you from Jesus. We know that everything that Jesus does, He does for us. Uh, as we just sang in, the, in that beautiful hymn, Love caused your incarnation, love brought you down to me. This, that everything that Jesus does, He does out of love for us. He does it because He loves us. So when we confess the creed, we know that we're confessing the Lord's love for us and His gifts to us. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit for you. Born of the Virgin Mary, for you. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, for you. 
was crucified, died, and was buried for you. On the third day, He rose again from the dead for you. He ascended into the right hand of the Father for you. And He will come again in glory for you. All of it is for you and for your joy and for your salvation. Which is why for us, that last day will be a day of great joy and great rejoicing. But pastor, you ask, what in fact will that day be like? We know a few things from the Bible. And all of the Bible's description, that last day is full of chaos and destruction. We know on that last day that there will be a resurrection and that there will be a judgment, a division. We know that that day will be a, a day of great fear and a, grave, a, a day of great trembling, that the Lord's fire will fall and it will be a day like, unlike any day that has ever happened or any day that will happen. But listen, I know that you're ready for that day, that you are ready because you've been practicing. <laughs> now you think practicing for the last day. Now the cold has made the pastor go nuts. But I think this is true. Listen. When you come to church, you're practicing for the last day. The divine service, if you will, is like a dress rehearsal for the end of time. For you come into here with all of your weariness and with all of your sin, and you stand before the Lord and His altar, and you wait for His judgment. You bring in here all of your sin all of your darkness, all of your dying, and you wait for His declaration, and it comes. The judgment comes, and it sounds like this. Your sins are forgiven. And Jesus then comforts you with His Word, and He welcomes you to His table for the feasting on forgiveness in His body and blood. One Lutheran theologian said it like this, that the absolution was the judgment of the last day sneaking out ahead of time. Think of that. And this means, dear saints, that you know what that day will be like. You know already what it will be like to stand in front of Jesus, the one who died and rose for you. You already know what the voice of Jesus will say to you on the last day because you've already heard it a thousand times. I forgive you all your sins. That is what the last day will be for you. That is the joy that the end of the world has for each one of you. So Jesus says, when you see these things happening, the stars falling, the mountains crumbling, the nations raging, straighten up and lift up your head. Your redemption draws near. May this be our comfort and our peace as we, late, as we wait for the Lord's coming. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace. Thank you.